Marhaba from BA. This is a Rorschach Turkey update from the 4th of July 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. Let's start this episode off with some news on education. The Sosju newspaper reported that 300 students from Jalaluddin, Oakton, Hoja, Imam Hatip Secondary School a state-run religious school in the Umraniye district of Istanbul that trains children to become preachers and imams, didn't attend any classes this year and were sent to an Islamist cult center to receive education instead. They only went to school to take the exams. However, all 300 of these students' records showed no absences. Kadir Thorush, the head of the teachers' union's Umraniye branch said other religious schools in the district were operating in the same way. He slammed the Ministry of Education for allowing religious schools to become fronts for Islamist cults, saying that it's smuggling students from schools to cults. In other news, last Monday, the 26th of June, Reuters reported that anti-corruption authorities in the United States and Sweden were looking into allegations that the Swedish affiliate of a U.S. company pledged to pay millions of dollars to Bilal Erdogan, the son of President Erdogan, in kickbacks to boost the company's market position within the country. The presidential communications director called the article a black mark in the history of journalism. To check out the full article, follow the link in our show notes. On Tuesday the 27th, a Turkish court blocked access to many websites and social media accounts for sharing the Reuters' report, which allegedly violated personal rights. The court further said that the posts exceeded the limits of acceptable criticism, adding that their content was, quote, far from reality, unconfirmed and far from goodwill, unquote. However, the court's move was called into question as the government might be trying to cover up the scandal in order not to damage the Erdogan family's reputation. Some important news on international news. On Tuesday the 4th, Egypt and Turkey declared in a joint statement that both parties appointed ambassadors to each other in an attempt to restore relations. Turkish-Egyptian relations have been strained since 2013 when Sisi removed Mohamed Mursi, the then president of Egypt, from office in a coup. President Erdogan has called Sisi a, quote, murderer, unquote, and a, quote, tyrant, unquote, on multiple occasions because of the people his government executed after the coup. However, the two countries have been working on repairing their relations since last year. On to politics. Turkey may be done with presidential elections, but mayoral elections are just around the corner and political parties have already begun planning campaigns. On Friday the 30th of June, Pervin Buldan, the head of the People's Democratic Party, or HDP, said that her party will field candidates in every city in the local elections, especially in metropolitan cities. Back in 2019, when the country held the previous local elections, the HDP didn't nominate any candidates in big cities like Istanbul and Ankara. Since there were no other strong opposition candidates in the cities, 
the candidate of the Republican People's Party, or the CHP, won the elections. Moreover, on Friday the 30th, a parliament member from the Democrat Party said that the, quote, smaller parties, unquote, within the nation's alliance, referencing the Felicity Party and the Deva Party, owe their seats at the parliament to the CHP, adding that the CHP got all its votes in the election from its own supporters. His remarks were probably aimed at the head of the Felicity Party, who said that around 8% of the CHP's votes came from the other parties in his lists, and at the head of the Deva Party, who said that his party didn't owe anything to anyone. Moving on to the economy, after the Feast of Sacrifice holiday, the country saw a surge in prices in all fields, from transportation to food and goods. Turkey started the week off with a 2 lira, around 7 US cents, increase in the price of a liter of oil. In June, the price of oil increased by around 4 liras, a little below 15 cents, whereas the price of diesel oil increased by almost 5 liras, or 20 cents per liter. Now the price of a liter of both fuels passed the 24 lira threshold, reaching almost a dollar. The depreciation of the Turkish lira also affected public transportation. The city of Konya increased the public transportation fees by 90%. Now the student fee is over 4 liras, around 15 US cents, and the regular ticket is sold for a little below 9 liras or 30 cents. As for inflation, the Istanbul Chamber of Commerce reported that the monthly inflation in the city was around 4%, whereas the annual inflation is at 55%. The Inflation Research Group, or ENAG, an independent group founded by academics, announced that the annual inflation was over 100% in the country, and the monthly inflation reached almost 9% in June. Of course, these are unofficial numbers. The Turkish Statistical Institute will announce the official numbers on Wednesday the 5th, which will probably be significantly less than the NX. On Monday the 3rd, the head of the central bank announced that the bank would no longer sell its currency reserves for the purpose of stabilizing the lira. Previously, the bank was exchanging big bucks of dollars for Turkish liras to preserve the currency's value against the dollar. However, when the currency inevitably lost value, that meant the bank lost a lot of its money as well. On the same day, despite the central bank's announcement, the public banks reportedly sold $1 billion. In the morning of Monday the 3rd, the exchange rate of the lira was 26 liras per dollar, but it reached over 26 liras and 10 cents within the day. After the public bank's intervention, it dropped back to 26 liras. Officials from the public banks stated that the central bank's foreign currency exchange policy still stands, but the purpose of their sale wasn't to suppress the depreciation of the lira and that they needed the money for a different scheme. Let's get back to journalism. Last week on Monday the 26th, during his evening news show, Fatih Portakal, a well-known opposition journalist and the news anchor for Sosshu TV, scolded the voiceover actress of one of the news stories that he presented on Line TV. He didn't mention the name of the actress and she wasn't live on TV, 
but after the news story that she did a voiceover for ended, Portacol asked the audience whether they liked the voiceover or not, and he looked furious. He then stated that he didn't like it a couple of times. He said that the evening news program called Evening News with Fatih Portacol carried his name and that it represented him as much as he represented the show. He further said that he wanted the other staff on the show to have the same commitment he had for the show and added that he took responsibility for the voiceover not being up to standard and apologized to the audience. In the days after the event, Portacol received a lot of backlash on social media for how he treated the voiceover actress on live TV. On Friday the 30th, Portacol held his final news show of the season. In the last minutes of the season finale, he said that he didn't know if he'd join Sostru TV again for the next season. Some mostly pro-government outlets speculated that Sostru TV fired Portacol following the backlash. They also pointed out that despite being an opposition journalist, Portacol had criticized Kilic Tarolu during and after the elections, implying that they fired him because of this as well. However, the chief editor of the channel said that Portacol was simply taking a summer vacation, as was agreed in his contract before he began his show. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. This Turkey Rorschach update is one of the country-specific podcasts we do, but we have always wanted to try some on other topics less tangible than countries, and we finally have. Last week, we have launched the Rorschach Ocean Update about the 70% Earth's surface covered in salt water, as well as the Rorschach Multilateral Update, covering the world's major multilateral institutions, and coming soon, the Rorschach Arctic Update. You can look for them in your podcast listening app of choice or follow the links in the show notes. Tell your friends. Post check a